to another edition of the Tabbing a Keg Podcast episode 480. Charlie here with you. Mitch right next to me. Yeah. Not on the other side of the Zoom. This one is live. We are doing a Bucks preview for the 2022-2023 season. We'll talk about the team. We'll talk about all the players. We will go over storyline for each player. And then we'll talk a little bit about the NBA at large. You know, who do we worry about in the East? And then give our predictions for both the East and the West, 1 to 10, and see what we got. So that, that'll be today's show. Mitch, what's going on, man? How you doing? It's good to be here, Chuck. Uh, first, probably in-person podcast in quite a while. Yeah, we did. Well, I guess we've done a couple of summer jams. Right, we did the we... summer jams, we did the fall jams, but you and I in person, has it has been a while. And now that we live close... Do it a little more often. I don't think we're going to do all the podcasts. I got a little excited um, a couple yeah. weeks ago. And then we were <laughs> like, yeah, you know what? Like, It's easy just to kind of hang out and not have to uh, not have to always be in the room at the same time. So I think we'll do something on Zoom. But yeah, every now and again, we'll, we'll come in. You know, maybe, you know, get Mitch over for a big Packer game or something. And then we can re- react live after the game. Something something along those lines, potentially. Um, we'll... We'll put some different things together, so I don't think this will be the last in-person pod that we do of the year, uh, but we don't have any Brewers uh, postseason to do, uh, so we'll have to wait for Big Packer and Bucks games to uh, make it happen. But we are talking all things Bucks today. Uh, that's, that, that is the topic, as mentioned, in the open, so let's get into it. Let's just open up, Mitch. Like, how are you feeling about the season? Obviously, the... This year is a little different, right? We don't have the target on our back. Uh, we did not win the title. They're, the Bucks have been well-rested. Uh, they are one of the considered contenders of the Eastern Conference, a very talented Eastern Conference. So how, how are the vibes for you? How are you feeling? Well, general vibes, I would say, are good. Um, I, I, I expect another successful season, and I think they have the team overall to to do that. It's a 50-plus win team, I think. If, if they don't win at least 50, I think we... We have some issues, probably. Totally, yeah. Um, there's been too many injuries. There have been, yeah. There, I mean, you know, the e, they're ta- not taking teams seriously. The whole thing, yeah. This yeah, is, yeah. And I don't overall expect that to be an issue necessarily. I, I do think I agree with you that if if they win less than fifty games, that probably means that they're. Um, well, it's like a lot of NBA teams. If you lose your your star player for extended periods of time, or even a key role player for extended periods of time, it can really uh, affect you, um, right? But it, you know, if, if something were to happen to Giannis, God forbid, yeah, season over. Yeah, um, right. Uh, will the Bucks be in the Wembenyama sweepstakes if Giannis Giannis gets hurt? No, Although I kidding. would argue that might not be the worst thing. In the world. <laughs> well, here here's the thing. Um, I, I think that the vibes are good. I think I like the fact that the Bucks are coming in and there is no target on their back. Um, as I mentioned, like there's not going to be that random Houston game or Detroit where it, the team's looking right. at the Bucks and saying, like, we got to beat them because we want to beat the champs. They're not even the Eastern Conference champs, right? I think if we were going into the season and the Bucks went back-to-back or the Bucks at least got to the finals against the Warriors, I think there would be, I wouldn't want to say concern, but I would just be like, how can you duplicate it a third time, right? How can you, how can you follow up on a, a third? Can you do this again? another year because at some point it's not sustainable we have seen dynasties but i do think the league is too good for dynasties at this point i i think it's so deep 
I think there is more parity. I do think there are good te- teams all over the place, and we'll get to it later. But I, I just I look at it, and I was like, I don't know if a three-year run would really be sustainable. So I could argue that having a little extra time off is not a bad thing for this Bucks team. Yeah, and Giannis played for the national team as well um, this past summer. He was the only one uh, that I that I know well. Well, Mamu, Sandro, yeah, Mamu, Mamu as well, um, playing in EuroBasket. But um, yeah, for the most part, they should be a little bit more rested. And you're right. Well, I mean, I do think that uh, teams still will get up for the Bucks regardless uh, whether they want it or not. Last year, I do agree that yes, to that level where you you know you don't have that. You're not the one defending champion. Right. You're still a good team. Yes. Um, I actually know that uh, friend of show, Draymond Green, he had a, a – there was a video I saw from like the bar, – what is it, the barbershop with LeBron or something? Oh, uh, yeah, or the I, shop. I, th- I, I think thought, it's just called the shop. The shop. And I thought it was interesting when he was talking you, – you might have saw it where he was talking about, you know, how am I supposed to get up for the sorry motherfuckers? Yeah. And he said <laughs> – but he said like you can always get up for the Giannis's and like Kawhi or, or LeBron or I don't know. Who it yes, was, but so yeah, I mean, teams yeah, are always going to be looking to play, looking to right. Want to dunk on Giannis? Want to do all the different things? No, no question about yeah, it. Yeah, like, definitely. But, and you're going to get the Sadiq Bay games where <laughs> dude's going to score 40 points out of nowhere. I mean, it's just going to happen over the course of a season. Um, but overall, I expect a good year. Yeah, absolutely. And we can start with Giannis Antetokounmpo. So how we're going to do this thing is we're going to. Talk about each player. We're going to say, you know, kind of what the storyline is for the season um, and look at that ahead and see what, what we're watching. And I think for Giannis, at least for me, Mitch, it's just revenge season, right? It's that he didn't make the finals. He wasn't MVP last year. Now, he, he's been pretty transparent that he doesn't care about individual awards at this point. But I do think that Gian, Giannis is going to come with a fury this year. I think a big year from Giannis should be expected. Um, I am really looking forward to it. I think he has some you know, time in the beginning of the year against Brooklyn and Philadelphia. I flipped that, Philadelphia's first, Brooklyn second. Like there, there are gonna be moments where Giannis can kind of introduce himself to the world, not that he needs to, but it's, it's just one of those things where I think there's going to be headlines about how Giannis looks at another level you know, when we're talking in Thanksgiving or Christmas about the Milwaukee Bucks. There's some opportunities for games early, you're saying, where yes. Chuck can, can pump, pump his chest on Twitter a little bit. Yeah, you know, the reviews, Giannis for sure. Morgan. I mean, yeah, I feel like there are opportunities. I feel like with him, I mean, as usual, it's going to be, I'm not going to say a one-man show, but there's going to be a, a times where, there's going to be games where I'm going to get mad because Middleton is one for nine in the first half. <laughs> Drew Holiday is one for one for eight with six turnovers in the first half, making a lot of dumb passes. And there's Giannis with 20 points, and the Bucks have 50 or, or 48 at half, and Giannis has 25 or something. Right. And, and it's going to be there's going to be a lot of that. And I, mean, I and I think and the reason the reason they won it in 2021 was because those guys did made such an impact around him. And um, you know, last year there there wasn't. Middleton was hurt. You know, Holiday was inconsistent, I feel like, in the playoffs. But, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, the dude could probably play one on five and, and be a pretty successful team. Yeah, they, I mean, and there are some teams where Giannis looks really good and there it's not a war, right? And, like, Brooklyn, for what they have with Ben Simmons, and I know Nets fans got chesty about a goddamn preseason game. But it's like, you know, they, they can ha- Giannis can handle some of those teams, to your point, and... 
I do think there are those that beat up Giannis where it's a little bit tougher. And I yep. do wonder, you know, when Middleton's now not going to play, maybe till Thanksgiving, maybe till Christmas. We'll see, and we'll we'll talk about Middleton next. I really, I really think that with Giannis, I wonder will they kind of load manage early without Middleton because because they can, or is it because Giannis is the guy they need because Middleton is hurt that they will kind of lean more harder on Giannis and maybe his minutes go up in that first you know month month and a half of the season because they just need more from him to offset the Middleton injury. Yeah, I, I guess we'll have to we'll have to let that play out a little bit, but I I would imagine that they would kind of lean on Giannis a little more now before Middleton comes back. You have you'll have Giannis and Holiday in there as your I guess your one and your two clear cut one and two. We don't have to argue about who's the who's the second best player in the team for the first few weeks or month yeah. or whatever. Yeah, is. no, not the second banana argument which we've had probably for five years. Right. I mean, no. Yeah, that's true, but that's kind of quieted down. Oh yeah, totally. Because of the championship, but, right? Um, I was just thinking, like, of the other Eastern Conference contenders, and we'll probably talk a, a little bit more about those teams later. It's, but since we're talking about Giannis, I mean, who who is in? Well, like we, with Brooklyn, I think Ben Simmons is going to make it a little tougher than like pre Ben Simmons Brooklyn, right? Um, on Giannis, Boston won't because there's no Robert Williams for for a foreseeable future, right? And, I guess I'm talking more down the stretch, you know? Who, oh who yeah, long term who. Like Philly now, you know, Embiid's given Giannis trouble because he's just he's like the only guy that's bigger than Giannis. He's a massive man. If you've never seen Philly in person, I'd recommend it because yeah. you see once you see Embiid in person, it's uh, it's unbelievable. He just he is larger than life. Yeah. Like he Giannis is the same way. So if you haven't seen Giannis for some reason, you missed that. I don't know how you haven't, but yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably seen <laughs> right. been to a few. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I I look, Philly Philly has PJ Tucker now, who yep. doesn't the mercenary is a, is a too small, but also he's a fucking irritant and yeah. and really really has a bone to pick with the buck the Bucks for some reason. So he lo- he gets up for Giannis. He yeah, the the Raptors have a bunch of length. The Raptors, but they, we they, they cannot have, beat the Raptors. They they have length, but they don't necessarily have size. Like they have just guys. They have Correct. just lanky dudes. Like and that, Siakam, that's, that's what they Chris Boucher. Like they just have a lot of lanky dudes. And so yeah, I mean that's kind of the list. And Giannis Giannis usually succeeds against the best of the best. Like he wants to bring his best. He usually brings his best. There are certain teams where he just owns, like, Indiana. Like, that's why, like, I love when people are like, oh, that Bucks should trade for Miles Turner. It's like, have you seen what Giannis has done to Miles Turner? Like, there's a reason why Miles Turner has not been traded in the last three years. Because there's obviously deficiencies with what Miles Turner's game means for the playoffs. Because they're, it's just there. So, a little soft. Yeah. I, do you think Giannis will be the MVP this year? And Ooh. do you think – so, I had suggested when we were talking bets over the weekend on Friday show, I was like – Giannis for MVP. If you're going to think Giannis is going to win Defensive Player of the Year, you might as well bet the MVP and the Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Kind of double your money and, and get both. Well, I think it's more likely this year than last. Uh, um, yeah. Jokic won it, what, two years in a row now? So right, and there's some can... thought Jokic, you know, Denver is going to be really good this year. Yeah. If, they, if they stay healthy, like, Denver should be awesome this year. And True, maybe... but I, I can't see Jokic winning three years in a row. I mean, if he does, I'm going to call racism. I'm going to pull a racist card because if you're <laughs> voting for a white guy three straight years, like – Come on, come on! Like that's there's something there. Uh, um, I mean, Giannis is there's probably value in the MVP bet with Giannis. Yeah, um, it, based it, off what I've heard. I think if like New Orleans gets to, if New Orleans has a Memphis like year and they're a top four team, yeah, man. 
Zion's the MVP. I mean, that's just going to happen. Like, that, they will want to anoint Zion, and that'll that's be... That's true, but what's funny is he probably wouldn't even be their best player. No, probably Brandon Ingram. I mean, I think it's Ingram. Yeah, but it, it's... So there's that. If, like, Brooklyn figures their shit out, I think there'd be a lot of Durant. Oh, yeah. There's, if Dallas... I, I'm Durant, not Durant, what, top three in MVP yeah, favorite? Yeah, he's top three in MVP favorite. Yeah, um, I thought that was entertaining. Yeah, so... We'll see. Um, I I think the and defensive player here I think is also tough because Gobert's on a new team and if Gobert and Minnesota is really good this year, then I think it's gonna be really hard to say Gobert shouldn't be the shouldn't be the defensive MVP because that's what Gobert does. He all he does is win that award. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and it helps the big guys like Giannis, Gobert. Um, you know, a lot of people. I, I think if you if you watch games and you you probably say that a perimeter guy should get it, but the stats always back up. The, the big guy for mm-hmm. sure. Go Bear probably probably will. Um, he's gonna have to cover up a lot there too. Oh yeah, no, no doubt. Um, so because Towns is not. Well, we talked a lot about Giannis. Let's move to Chris Middleton. I think there's e- there's either two storylines we can pick apart both. I think number one is what will he look like when he's healthy, and how long will it be Chris Middleton back at the peak where it's like, oh, Chris is back. Um, and that's number one, and I think number two is will the Bucks pay Chris Middleton. In the middle of the year, knowing the TV markets are going up, and Chris Middleton's age also going up, will the Bucks give him maybe a CJ McCollum like deal where it's like two years, fifty million dollars, seventy five million dollars, and keep this core together? I think you can start with either, and then we'll just do the other one when you're whichever you choose. Uh, well, I think it's easier to just to just get the money done, get the deal done. Yes, uh, as soon as possible, and you would and you would do it right. Like you're not yeah. worried. I know Middleton's had some injuries, but I, I, I don't think you'd fuck up with what it's Giannis's guy. It's Giannis's bat, Robin to his Batman. Like I don't think you would just tell Giannis like, "Hey, we're gonna take Middleton away from you." Yeah, and, and I guess when you said CJ McCollum, that sort of seems like a decent comparison, just given the uh, the tenure in the NBA and all that where where CJ CJ McCollum's been around just about as long as Middleton right if you'd give him a four year what did McCollum get like a hundred no he got two years it was two oh, for, two, two for he, fifty he still but had he still had I think he years. still had two yeah so about four for hundred yeah well that'd be great honestly right uh, if, you, if you could do a two year extension with Middleton on right. what he already has I would love that I'd exactly be, I'd be in tears I'd be hard as a rock right but because then you're not stuck. <laughs> With him into his thirty-six year, right, know, and age thirty-six season, and that's the balance that they have to do because they have to evaluate his injury health. Now, granted, his wrist injury was not basketball related; he was playing way too much fucking pickleball, and that he hurt, and he hurt it allegedly, and and so if that could be a Lucroy suitcase thing, yeah, a little bit. The Lucroy suitcase <laughs> thing, we could do a whole podcast on Jonathan Lucroy suitcase. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I, I think there is a little bit of a health concern. But I don't think you take apart what Giannis, what the Giannis and Middleton relationship. You just you can't break that up and try to get it done earlier. Versus you know it's middle of the year and we're still like okay, is Middleton going to get paid or not? And then you get into this awkward point. The league deals go up. I just think yeah, you're right. The suit, the longer you wait, I think the more it can get messy. Unless and now this can go to the second storyline. Unless they want to kind of see what's under the hood. And if they feel like maybe there's a regression, Giannis will know too, right? Like Giannis won't. Giannis is not an idiot. Giannis is a loyal guy, but he's not an idiot. And if he sees a regression from Middleton, and I'm not calling for it, I, I think Chris is a great player. You know, it, would that would that potentially impact it? And would they wait 
to just make sure like, oh yeah, Middleton's still good. We have nothing to worry about here. Well, I, I don't. I guess you asked when you may see the peak or the return of Middleton. Yeah, because like, I, I guess to clean that up, like I just am like, Middleton could come back on Thanksgiving or he could come back on, you know, like middle of December, but Middleton might not be back fully to like his level until, you know, I don't know, uh, January, like January 15th, January well, 16th. Right. It's, it's a wrist injury for a shooter. Yes. Um, which kind of, kind of makes you nervous now that I think about it, like, um, you know, Middleton's game is not based off athleticism and stuff like that. It's he's a he's a shooter. He's a right. You know, he's 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 a guy who preys on smaller defenders and stuff like that. So, like a wrist injury for a shooter is, is a little scary. However, um, I guess I don't really know the severity. You know, I didn't I didn't see it happen. Right? right. It's not like you know, it wasn't like you're an opening night and you know he, he fell and landed on his wrist and you're like, man, that sucks. You know, so it's probably just like a soft tissue type thing. It, it might take a little bit longer than you'd think to get him back to, mm-hmm. to where he should be. Um, but like long-term health, yeah. And in terms of like an extension to tie that in, I mean, I, I think you just do it. You can always trade him later if you have to. Um, and, I, road, and I'll also say too, like Middleton has done a better job of getting himself in shape to start a season when he's healthy. That used to be a huge point of contention. You can go back to old podcasts that we had where we would bitch about Middleton needing a month to get into shape. And I feel like he's kind of broken that cycle. I don't think that's as big of a deal for Middleton as it was, you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, I mean, I would I would agree with that. And, like, I mean, I, th- I think, like I said, the, the wrist injury shouldn't have affected his ability to stay in shape. You would right, think that he's, no. He, he can always hit the treadmill. Um, yes. I think despite having a... Having had wrist surgery within the last couple of months, so yeah, no, no um, doubt. So I, I guess I would expect him to, to look fairly normal. Yeah, and, I, and I'm still of, outside of just watch that jump shot a little bit. I'm still high on Middleton. I still think Middleton will be a productive player and come you know playoff time. I'm not really worried about it. Probably not an All Star this year, which is fine. Uh, that happens. And now I go to Drew Holiday, and I, I think for Drew, it's just you know, can he keep? Can he kind of keep sustaining at the level, right? Can we can we still see it from Drew Holiday? Can he bring that defensive intensity that we come to expect every day? And I think the other thing that I would say, and I'm doing, I'm kind of shitting out my segment because I'm doing multiple, but you know, you just think about multiple things. How does the Giannis and Drew relationship grow this year? Like, kind of saw it a little bit in preseason. Preseason's usually not worth a hill of beans. We talked about it last last week, but it kind of seems a little bit like Drew and Giannis are starting to understand how to play with each other, which is yeah. super exciting. And that could be the benefit of having Middleton out for oh totally. for a month. Or and I mean they played um, how many what six or eight postseason games last year without Middleton? Yes, probably right uh, more than that actually. Yeah, a little more because uh, you had the two probably. yeah the two in Chicago uh, nine. Cause the game seven didn't then he get the he hurt. He got hurt in game two of the Chicago series, so that'd be nine. Yeah, so nine plus probably. Yeah, nine um, plus, right? Yeah, I mean that that could be the positive of that. Oh boy, um, <laughs> that could be the, that could be the positive of having Middleton out for a month as Giannis and Drew continue to develop. I I don't know. I feel like there could be more pick and roll between those two guys. Yes, like Middleton and Giannis kind of nailed that in the postseason. Um, in 2021, yeah, no, it was in the last year, and yeah, they um, really, they were really. Obviously, they've been playing together for a number of years now, nine right? Years, now, I think ten years together. So, um, yeah, and Drew's only been here for a couple of years, so it's 
it, that could be one sneaky benefit of the Middleton injury is Giannis and Drew continue to to evolve. And I think for Drew specifically, um, you know, just he is a point guard, um, but I would like to see a little more ball security. A little yes, more, uh, that's a good point. Um, you know, just he's he's prone to making, I guess, some boneheaded decisions here and there. Um, likes to get up in the air and not not know where to go with it, stuff like that. Um, clean some of that up a little bit. The shooting's been pretty good in the preseason, I feel like, um, for him individually, which is good to see. I think that's something that he probably could improve on. I think he would tell you that. Um, yeah. Just, I mean, he's, he's a statistically a good shooter. Um, I guess I just would like to see maybe a little bit more. I maybe think I'm greedy. Th- no, yeah, you know, I agree with that. I think there are some times where – Drew Holiday thinks it's like, hey, it's Drew Holiday time. Like, I haven't shot the ball and just kind of randomly, like, throws one up. And it's like, yeah, that really wasn't in the system. You just kind of ISOed that. And that, I think if well, you... That, I mean, that's okay sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm a little... I must be a little old man. Oh, yeah. Man-y, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no it's fine. No, it's, it's... I hear you. I think, no, I think a good year from Holiday is expected. Moving to Brooke Lopez, Mitch's guy... Um, Brooke, Splash Mountain. Well, he hasn't really been Splash Mountain for the last couple of years. Well, I, I, no, you're right. I, I just for he was Brooke, hurt all last year. Yeah, so. for Brooke, I just out. I just wonder what you know is there still something left in a tank for him? Right, he's 35 years old. He's kind of at the end of his career, uh, if you will. You know, he does have a very favorable contract to potentially trade yeah. come the deadline. 12 million dollars is nothing. But he is a chemistry guy. He's a he's a good friend of Giannis. I will not entertain trades on this podcast. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm actually. I was just gonna say like, I'm at the point we were talking earlier, um, pre in our pre pod production meeting, if you will. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I'm kind of mentally prepared for something to happen with Brooke because, I mean, you have no smoke of any of any contract extensions. Um, anything like that nor do i know that would i'm not sure if that'd be a great idea no No. at his age you know do you move off of him he's got it like you said a nice tradable contract um do you move off for a smaller guy somebody you could play in a five man you know playoff or playoff lineup that might be a little i mean because brooke in in any regular season game and sure as hell in the postseason i mean you're probably not getting no more than 30 minutes. No. I mean, that would be a miracle outside of, like, the Atlanta series in 2021. <laughs> right. Brooke was – Brooke did what Brooke had to do. Right. He was, was hurt. Yeah, he stepped up, you know, in, in the moment, and that will never be forgotten. And that is in the Bucks lore and should not be a footnote. Like, that is a huge part of, of everything the Bucks did. But, yeah, I think for Brooke, it's just like, can you – you know, defensively, it's it's – He's been great, and he was really. I understand there was some. It was not a great Celtic series. I get that, but there were so many variables that the Middleton part of that, the it still was early and the game plan, the game plan, right? And I think that there's still more of a story for Brook Lopez. And yeah, if it if it seems like the Bucks are better with Bobby Portis and Giannis out there, and, and plus the guards. And I know I, I know I agree. I'm not I'm not on board. I'm just I'm giving you the hypothetical, and I'm yeah. saying if if it looks better, then they might move on, and they might say, all right, can we get the next version of Brook Lopez? 
whether that's a PJ Washington type. I don't think Miles Turner's yeah, that mean, type. That's that's the thing is realistically like Brooke Lopez is probably not gonna be replaced uh, just because of like to me you were talking about Miles Turner like statistically or you know in a vacuum Miles Turner would make sense because he's a center that does nothing but shoot threes and block shots but he's not Brooke Lopez like no. he's just he's just not like Brooke is a monolith like he's just he stands underneath the basket and you can't score around him and then you have he allows Giannis to to play free safety on, yes on and yeah oh yeah he's a which, rover yeah. which is what happened to Robert Williams which is why the Celtics defense got so much better they they basically finally decided to put a real center next to him and let him be a rover and then their defense took off and their season took off so I mean you know that's why it's like well, Giannis at center well <laughs> Okay, but it's got to be in spurts. I don't think it can. Yeah, be. no. Giannis is too tired. He gets too tired. Yeah, like he like, he wears himself out. Like that's the thing. These Bucks fans just forget about. First of all, the Bucks defensive rating took a tank this year, and some guys that's said that Brook was out. Right, exactly. Some guys said that was a nerd stat, which I'm like, that's a pretty fucking common yeah, stat. I mean, like that's it, that's an advanced stat, but I mean, it's it's a it is it's a commonly used right word. exactly. We all know what the fuck defensive rating is. If I never heard the word analytics again, I'd be fucking so happy. Nick Wright had a thing where he's like, analytics should just change the name. Like we should well, yeah, just it's like we should just not call every it analytics. Game you watch on TV, baseball, football, basketball, it doesn't it like yeah, they're the like word it, analytics it's the, is it's just the analytics. every inning it's of a baseball game, yeah. every half inning of a baseball game that comes up, and it's just like. It's like a fucking swear word now. Really? Yeah, a little or like, bit. Or like, like, I mean, a buzzword, but like, it, 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 you, you have an analytic for your, your every narrative, and it's just like, just stop it. So, yes, defensive rating is a very common thing. And, yes. And, and so, back to the point, that. back to the point was basically like, look, they were a bad team without, and because it was the buzz rating, and, or the buzz rating, sorry, it was the, the defensive rating of the Bucks went down. To like 14th, I think, without Brooke Lopez yep. last year as a whole. And it just, it was not the defensive team. Now the Bucks are adjusting their defense and we'll see how that works. And we'll we'll see if that helps, you know, that as well as if with Brooke being back, is that going to work out? And the Bucks will thrive. We'll see. Um, it's well, definitely, I would expect them to get back in the top 10. Totally. Absolutely. So for the fifth guy, do we think Javon Carter is going to start for the Bucks game one? I, I think it, I think it's happening. Yeah, I mean, it happened in the, the final preseason game right. against Brooklyn. I, I think we're, I think we are in a Javonissance, if you will. It could be. I could see opening day being, opening night being, Javon, Drew, Giannis, Bobby, and Brook Lopez, just because of, of the injuries to Middleton and stuff. So yeah, uh, that's that. That would be. Um, quite a a revelation for Javon Carter. Right. I know they talked in the broadcast during the Nets game that. Um, they talked to Bud, and he said that there might be an expanded role for Javon Carter because I think that was a much maligned thing in the postseason, certainly from the fans. And I feel like Coach Bud knows it that you know maybe I fucked up by not playing <laughs> Javon Carter over George Hill. Yeah, in some of those postseason games because George Hill got picked on a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, Javon Javon Carter. I uh, I think really for that it's just can he play within himself? Right, it's not. The, the storyline's kind of simple, right? Well, and he just, shot the ball really well in preseason. Right, really exactly. Well. And that's what I mean. Like, can is he just comfortable to be himself? And Javon and Drew on the perimeter will put defenses in hell. 
That yeah. I mean that Utah our offense. Excuse me. Like you will. That will be so hard to score perimeter with the Bucks, with with Holiday and Carter well, just look, basically nipping at ankles the entire game. Long. Yeah, on opening night, it's Harden and Tyrese Max. Oh, they're gonna be in hell. They're gonna be in hell. I love that. They're gonna actually. they're gonna quit. They're gonna fucking quit. Like <laughs> we game one, game one, they're already quit because they don't want to. They don't want that smoke. And I just think for Javon Carter, it's like not let the moment not overwhelm you. And I don't think he's the type of guy that will. Um, and yes, it will be. Uh, he's, he, dude, that dude's played for a lot of good teams, and he's played for he's played for Brooklyn, Phoenix before Milwaukee, um, and he's like 27, 28. Like he's not really a young pup anymore. No, uh, he was a power five it's, college player. Yeah, it's more about just being a starter in the NBA, right? That's more of like the responsibility yeah. of being a starter in the NBA is different than being a role guy, you know, off the bench. It just is. It's just interesting that, and I don't know if you want to go to the next player, but sure, like, yeah, go. Let's go. Does, you know, I'm surprised Grayson's not starting. Yeah, well, what's this? What's the ceiling for Grayson? Is it Grayson going to get traded before the year? Like, is he going to leave? Like, there are. I think for his sake, personally, I hope not. But like, I wouldn't, you know, be against it. No, and I guess it's just what what's the best case scenario for Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton in the 2021 playoffs? Is that is that the best case scenario? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I realize that's a white guy to white guy comparison. So it's like a West. It's like calling I, I, I a white mean, receiver. I, I think they're different players. <laughs> no, I know, uh, I know. I just but, meant more the the ceiling of it, right? And I'm just trying to think, like, what what is a great season for Grayson Allen? Like, um, he's never gonna be like in a. He's never gonna be considered a great defender, probably. No, um, but he is a pretty gifted offensive player. They just don't, you know, he's basically the fifth option. Um, but he's wide open all the time. I'll say that he he does have a knack for. He's great at catch. I, I think he fits well with Giannis. Honestly, I I think I think it's you can do a lot worse than Grayson Allen, which is why I'm surprised he's not going to start. Although I mean, we will see. God forbid you get any type of um, you know insight from Red China down there. On, yeah, yeah, you on, on Val Phillips. Yeah, you you never you don't you have no idea and. I, I do think Grayson can be a productive bench player. Like, I, I really do. I, I think he can be a vital contributor off the bench. I think, I'm not saying he's going to win six man of the year or anything, but he can be that spark plug. He can be the microwave to hit threes, to make good plays, to frustrate guys, you know, kind of do similar stuff with that you see from Caruso more on the defense. You know, he's not the defender that Caruso is, but... He's I, not the ball handler either. No, I mean, but I, I'm just saying, like, can Grayson kind of... Be a spark. Be that spark plug, right? Because sometimes the Bucks, when they go to that second unit, the the balloon, the air falls out. So yeah. can he kind of keep that together? Him and Bobby and Pat, like, can that be... Can that kind of be your bench core that keeps it all together and then you rotate your starters in... As you see fit. Well, maybe. And, you know, if you're if you're starting Javon Carter and Drew Holiday, you know what that means. What? Lots of George Hill. Okay. Probably, let's, right? Yeah. I mean, let's get into it. I mean. That's, that's, uh, we'll see. I mean, in, in 2020, when George was right, right in the bubble yeah. and stuff like that, George Hill had a fantastic season shooting. And that, I don't know what happened last year. Um and I feel like he was better in preseason, better than I expected. Mm-hmm. Just uh, from the eye test, I don't, I didn't look at a single right. preseason statistic. No, no, and we don't I, I need to. Like when I looked up, he was hitting the shot more than often, more often than not. So I, I don't know. I, the I think George is fine throughout the regular season as a backup point guard. He's a little old. He's what thirty six now. Yeah. 
Um, probably in trade trade conversations oh, too, probably, and probably. and definitely definitely there. But yeah, I, I also think though that like the con- with the development of Javon Carter that breeds competition and that breeds hey let's play well let's because Carter know or Hall Hill excuse me knows like he needs to make his minutes count because there's this Javon Carter kid who's you know making a name for himself and so I do think that that's going to motivate George Hill. And I do expect a better year from George Hill. And yeah, he just needs, there needs to be a thing with Bud to know, like, I can't really use him in the postseason. And maybe that's why he gets dealt in February, because there's a better version out there than what George Hill is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, George was, was a good defender. I just, I don't know. I mean, Boston just did a really good job of, of picking on him. And, and the secret's out now. Now everyone's oh, yeah. going to look at that tape and say, all right, how, how do we beat the Bucks second unit? Okay. Look at what Boston did, and that's and that's it, right? It, yeah. It's just, they'll figure that out. Well, and hopefully the coach realizes that you have to counter the counter. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, no question about it. Okay, so we haven't talked Pat Connaughton. I guess for Pat, it's just how many more business ventures in Milwaukee can he get into? <laughs> yeah, well, he got it. He, he did get his contract extension. <laughs> he did. He did. Finally. Yes, yeah, um, and that was good. And that was a good move. And that's another Giannis guy that sticks with the team and. He has a calf injury that I guess it's going to be a little bit. You said Red China. We don't. That's that's all we've got from Moscow. We don't know if uh, if we're getting any more. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it'll be. I think for Pat, it's just being consistent, right? Being the same player that we've kind of grown to love. It's it's weird yeah, I mean, that look. I like Pat a lot. Um, you know, friend of the pod, Nolan Murphy, does not like. Pat Connaughton for whatever reason. I think it's because he's a casual. I think he's jealous because he's, you know, Pat's <laughs> Irish, Nolan's Irish. Uh, he wishes he had the hops. He probably wishes he looked as good as Pat does. Yeah. I, I think that's a, that's a lot of it. I mean, I, I don't know. There isn't a ton to say about Pat. He got no, the, he got yeah, it, it, done. you're kind of right. Like Pat, is, uh, Pat's kind of the one where it's like there's not – you're right. There's not a ton. He's probably the second most athletic guy in the team, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, although his skin color may, you know – confuse you on that i suppose but (laughs) look i mean decent shooter not afraid to shoot really not afraid of anything he'll he'll defend anybody he can jump jump out the gym block shots uh play decent defense um not not necessarily an irritant type defender but he can stay with people right um you don't mind him out there you know you'll, you'll live with it in a playoff series it's fine um I mean, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. I'm trying. Okay, so we've done Pat, Bobby. We haven't, we haven't done, Bobby. done Bobby. We haven't done the the guy, the mayor of Milwaukee, Bobby Portis. Bobby Potus. I I think for Bobby, it's just a matter of can he level up a little bit? Can he look like the Brook Lopez replacement? Because I think the Bucks paid him as the eventual successor to Brook Lopez. Possibly. So so can he do that? Can he actually level up and be that guy? And I think that. That's a huge thing for Bobby, yeah. especially early in the season, right? Like, like show this early and and not necessarily, you know, look like you, you know, mail. I'm not going to say mail it in. I don't want to accuse Bobby of that. But sometimes when guys get contracts, it's like there's a, a deep sigh of relief because you're like, I'm paid. I'm good. I'm fucking yeah. chilling for a while. Hmm. And then that, that you know, you kind of lose a step. You lose that edge. But I don't think that's what well, Bobby's going to do. that would really suck because... I love Bobby Portis. We all love Bobby Portis. But it, if it did appear that there was a sense, you know, a little bit of complacency out of Bobby, that would be very unfortunate. I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't that, think. That, I don't think what, it would happen. That's I'm not just, how he talks. That that's not his. Right. That's not his his vibe. Like that's he's all about working hard, 
underdog. You know, I don't I don't think he loses that chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. And you know, as far as being an ultimate Brook Lopez replacement, it could be out of necessity. But again, you know, different players. Um, then Giannis probably would be more the five type if that was what you know. But Bobby, I suppose, can take some of the beating too. Right, exactly, um, and that's the thing. You have he can to shoot well. You have to make Bobby into a little more of a defender, and that's the that's a job for the Bucks well, coaching yeah, staff. That's what I was going to say. Is it's not a coincidence that the Bucks' defensive rating or defensive uh, ranking in the National Basketball Association took a dip with Bobby as you know starting at the five, basically most of the season, if not you know, right all the season last year. So, exactly. There's there's statistical evidence that, you know, whether it seems like it or not, the, the defense does take a step back. Yes, and that. and that's and that's the thing they have to work. But, but on. I don't think he's like a miserable defender. No, and I don't think he's a guy you like. It's not like the Brooklyn series of 2021 where like you couldn't play Bobby. Like I, I don't think that Bobby exists anymore. I really don't. He probably learned from it. Oh, totally, hundred percent. And I, I think that you just have to. You have to figure out how that how that all works, how that the combination of, of everything you know comes together. And I guess another guy, and if we were good with moving on from Bobby, sure. is Serge Ibaka. Is like, are we? Is there a Sergeassance? Like we talked about the Javonassance. Like Serge, like we all thought Serge was not going to be on this team, right? Like we all were like, okay, Serge, cool. It's kind of a fuck up by horse. We we all accuse John of like. Yeah, that might not have been the best idea, you know, in the lineage of Nikola Mirotic and Marvin Williams, and it was kind of the same God, same I sort of about Marvin Williams yeah already. same same <laughs> sort of vibe. Uh, but it seems seems like Serge is all in. Like Serge and Giannis seem like they're buds. Like I Serge has an album out. Yeah, like <laughs> Serge is talking skincare. DJ, like Serge is an interesting fucking cat, and he's a good clubhouse guy. Like they, they've always said that about Serge Ibaka. Well, but having said that, you know my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're not a Serge guy. He's not really one of us. You think I, he's he a sleeper? He, he, you just associate he's him with spy. Toronto. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, I mean, that's really what it is. It, until he, he knocks Pascal Siakam on his ass right. in, a, in a game. I like need to see some enforcement <laughs> against Toronto, Philly. Scotty I mean, Bridges goes fucking down. You're like, He'll have an opportunity opening night. Yeah, um, exactly. Embiid. To, to be an Embiid. And, and he, was, he was great against Embiid years ago, right? Like, I mean, granted, well, this is... Yeah, I mean, that, that's why he's valuable. I think, that, like, in a game... Against Embiid, like, look, I know the Bucks. We all think the Bucks are the best team of all time, but it's like sometimes you have to prepare for, uh, you know, other teams. And and Brooke Lopez is not necessarily going to be able to, to be out there for forty eight minutes against a guy like Joel Embiid. So you're going to need six fouls from somebody else. Right. Exactly. So that's I, that's why I think he's here. Now the trade itself with Divincenzo, I mean, kind of a, you know. I know Serge is back, but it was a little bit of a waste of the last decent asset the Bucks probably had. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty much all downhill from here, I guess, for the <laughs> roster. But Serge, I mean, Serge, yeah, and we can now kind of wrap it up. But the last thought on Serge is Serge can, you know, maybe, again, to that point about who who is that replacement, you know, can you use Serge at the five and Giannis at the four and, sure. you know, or get really big and then say Giannis at the three and have Bobby in there or Brooke in there. Like, could you go supersize on some of these teams that maybe are a little smaller? And I think there could be some interesting lineup combinations. 
I I do think that I'm buying on a surge season where I wouldn't be surprised that the podcasters come Christmas are like, oh my God, I can't believe how much contribution Surge has had to this Bucks team. Like I, I really do think that, that could be a conversation at a national level. Uh, yeah, I mean, come- Surge, Surge fits with Giannis because Surge doesn't really play below the free throw line yeah, offensively. Right. Um, a lot of pick and pop. A lot of pick and pop. Oh yeah, yeah him and Holiday. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's gonna be. It'll be really fun. I think there's there's gonna be a couple surge games here where he'll score 15 and we're all tweeting about surge and everything like that. So to, so to, we'll put the rest of the guys kind of in, you know, a a mix, right? So who's so, left? You have Joe Ingles. You have oh, let's talk Joe Ingles on the side. So Joe okay. Ingles impact for Joe Ingles. I mean, I think Joe could be. Phenomenal with this huge. with this team. I I just my only worry is he's an old guy coming off an ACL tear, right? Yeah. And sometimes that's okay, and sometimes it takes a while for those guys to but get again, back. He's he's not an athletic guy, right? Um, you know, he holds his own, I suppose, but at the same time, that's not what his game is necessarily built off of uh, his athleticism. But I do think that, and people have pointed this out, like the day that the signing happened. Um, was you know he's exactly what the Bucks need. Yeah. In terms of half court offense, you know he's his passing ability, his ball movement is something that we kind of lack in some of these games. Um, is he the postseason, the so? Is he your back? Is he your backup? Sometimes. It's not to interrupt, but is he your backup ball handler? Like he's is he that ball handler that we've all wanted? You know, in for that you know second unit. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, he ran – he's never really been, I guess uh, – he's a point forward is what he is probably. And he's a good shooter. I could see that um, certainly in, in a playoff series. I mean, right. I, I think that he will be – he can play alongside Drew. Like that's what's, I guess, interesting about the Bucks is the overall versatility is oh, they have, is, is pretty pretty staggering. Yeah, and we – I mean, we could do this on another show, but we I think the Bucks are about as versatile as any team in, in, in basketball right now. Like I – it's hard to kind of compare versatility to anyone else and say like, – even your West Matthews, your – Oh, yeah, we didn't uh, talk West Matthews. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll get there or whatever. This is, his, this is his discussion right now. I mean, he's <laughs> – Sure. He's, you know, they could release him tomorrow and I wouldn't lose sleep, but at the same time – he is about a six four guard that can probably guard up to a power forward just because of his um, stockiness and and tenacity on defense. Like that's why he's out there. Like Ryan Rosillo made the comment um, on one of the podcasts that he was on about, "Wow, if you look at Wes Matthews' numbers, I can't believe he plays in a playoff game." <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, but I mean, I think I said this on our last pod. It's like, uh, you know, not everybody has to be. The superstar, like it's yes, okay to, yeah. to, to be. It, it's cool to, to be an eight minute a game bench guy and a, just just be an asshole. As the Rock would say, it's cool to know your role and shut your mouth, right? Like it's it, it's great. Like that's a good thing. You need more like of those imagine guys. Imagine having a boring team where you know everybody knows their role and oh, everybody gets along. I actually am glad you brought that up. So I so I saw that Wob, uh Worldwide Wob. Let me pour my beer here. Rob Perez, what an awful pour, by the way. Um, well, I. Come on, I got one. I hand. know, I know. You got one hand. You, you're on the mic. I get it. But it, you could have had me pour your beer, and I could have, I could have <laughs> done it, done it better for you. But so Wob put out this whole thing about like league pass or teams to watch, and the Bucks are like in this third tier. And you know why it is? Because the Bucks are sixth in drama and sixth in villain villainry. Because the Bucks have no drama. The Bucks aren't really villains. I do think though. That other teams will fucking hate us in the playoffs because, especially if Grayson stays, because you have Grayson, you have Bobby, you have Joe, Joe Ingles. 
We are going to piss some motherfuckers off. Mm-hmm. They are not going to like us. We are going to be hyphy. We're not from here. And it's going to it's gonna be something. like. Well, Harden will pucker so fast. Oh, my God. Harden. Harden will be in hell. Like, it's it's going to be the depths of fucking hell for James Harden. Like, I love all this Philly smoke. And we'll, we'll get to the other teams here. But, like, oh, my God. It's going to be great. Yeah. I mean, I honestly can't wait for opening night with... <laughs> Ingles won't play, but I, I'm guessing he'll be tripping from the bench. Oh yeah, Joe. Joe will be, you know, and like he's six a very, he's a very, deep. very, very popular guy around the league. Yeah, so I think it's it's all in good fun. But he knows he he knows how to chirp some people. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Those Aussies. Yeah, those Aussies, man. Don't sleep on those Aussies. Those the the ruse, man. But uh, so we so yeah, let's lump in the last couple guys because Thanasis, Thanasis, Wes. Jordan Wara. Jordan Wara. Wara? Is it Wara? I always, Wara. I always add that N. Um, who else are we missing? Anybody? San- oh, Mamu. Sandro, Sandro Mamu, Kelishvili. So I think out, out of those guys, is there is there one that excites you the most of like potential for this season? Well, I know yours. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, honestly, this is a huge year for Jordan Wara. Uh, maybe this is a cop-out type of, a, type of an, an answer, but... He's a guy that is, uh, you know, back on, on, a, on a small contract. Um, that was a really, really weird situation. I guess I don't know the details about what happened with Jordan Wara, but glad to see him back. I think he's a guy that, that can provide some offense off the bench. I think that he is a – his IQ isn't the greatest, in my opinion. Well, when he says it took work. him two years to listen to what Coach Bud was telling him, it's like, all right, man, like well, Coach like, Bud, like – isn't it fucking idiot here? Like I know people are like the firebud avies are out there sometimes, but like well, in in Bucks film room, I think it's Brian Sampson is yeah, his name, right? And yeah, he had, a, he had like a thread on Twitter like after the first preseason game about some of the fuck ups that Jordan Wara has when it comes to. I mean, obviously defensively, I don't I don't think that we need to really you know break down how bad he is on defense, <laughs> right? But just because he gets lost a lot, but you know even offensively, there's times where it's like. He has a catch and shoot opportunity with nobody within ten feet of him, and he'll pump and drive into like four defenders, and it's like just shoot it, dude. So you know, I think it's a big year. He's a guy. I think he has an opportunity. Really, you know, all fifteen guys are probably going to play quite a bit. Yeah. So yeah, there'll be there'll be chances for all of them. He's I, not alone in that opportunity, but I think so, it's a big year for him. So my guy is Mamu. Um, I think uh, Sandro really had an impressive EuroBasket with Georgia. I think that there is potential there, and I know that there's some bias for me because I watched him in the Big East with Seton Hall, and I saw that this guy who had potential, and and people say, oh, the Bucks are so well, we shitty. dominated more in the Big East if you think about it. Yeah, and it was like, oh, the Bucks can't develop guys, and I, I push back heavily on that because I, I do think a lot of these players have gotten better. And yeah, I and you got to also remember like Nora, Mamu, I'm trying to think of other examples. Dante is probably the worst example of this, and that's probably where the narrative comes from. But, like, Mamu and Nora were second-round picks for a reason. If those guys were good enough, they would have been drafted in the first round, right? These aren't steals. These aren't Malcolm Brogdon types where it's like they had this checkered injury history or Draymond Green where they just didn't know what position he'd play or Dewan Blair who had two missing ACLs. Like, these were just guys who weren't that good, you know? And that's okay. Like, that's fine. That happens. And so I I do expect a bump up. I do wonder where the minutes are coming from. Yeah. Just because it's like we have Serge, we have Brooke, 
We have Bobby, Giannis. like Giannis, right? Like where those, where does he get minutes? And maybe maybe he doesn't. And maybe he's a guy that the Bucks can sell. You know, Horse can kind of sell what Mamu did in Euro and what he did a little bit in the G League last year and kind of sell that to other teams and be like, this guy could be a really versatile player for you. And maybe he works himself into being a trade piece. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, that would be nice. I, I, I think that both Wara and Mamu are probably on the trade block. 100%. I mean... If anybody wants them, I, you know, they're nothing more than they're filler. In, basically. They're filler. Yeah, they're filler. Um, they're they're Chris Middleton circa 2012. Yes. Where it's like, here's this guy who's a G leaguer, maybe a maybe a fringe, ro- you know, not even fringe rotation, a fringe bench guy. Right. And you just toss him in a deal for for a little bit of a sweetener, and they probably would have to trade one of those guys to get yes. to get a deal done. Right. Um, you know, if you're including Brooke and Grayson and. Or George Hill, and you know you're gonna have to include one of these younger guys, and I don't think the Bucks will really miss either one of them, um, because you know, I don't, you know, I don't think there's anything special about Jordan. I think War is a really good shooter, um, but it's just again a matter of he reminds me a lot of Jabari Parker. Oh, Jordan interesting. Moore. I actually didn't hate that comparison. I think that... I mean Jabari Parker has much more God given ability and size and, and probably explosiveness, but like ideally. Or not ideally, but um, just the way they play reminds me of where it's they're just kind of you know the, right. The IQ is not good. Yeah, and it's like Nora again. Nora for some reason has a problem coming off the bench. I don't understand why he can be really good as a starter and just forget how to how to do it on the bench off the bench. Well, you know I mean, the, you hear that a lot. I mean, guys, certain guys, Lou Williams loves coming off the bench. Right. Certain guys can't do it. Yeah. And no, that's some, true. A lot of guys, it probably doesn't matter. But there's there's a specific you know, right guys out there that that stuff matters. So any any thoughts matters. before we go to the east? Any thoughts on blood or horse? Did that like expectations or thoughts about where where we're at with either of those? Well, I I yeah. think with Bud it's just but it's will this will our podcast do that? Oh, we could do part two. <laughs> I mean, I like Coach Bud. I don't have a problem. I you know, as of this time, you know. I'm fine with him forever. I, I don't mean, yeah, and I don't think people will I so I guess the only thing with Bud it the the comeuppets about Bud doesn't happen until the postseason. Like the if the Bucks yeah. lose in the conference finals again, there will be a lot of pressure on him. There will right. be a lot of frustration. Depending on what happens and injuries and all that other bullshit, there will be there will be haters where it's like Bud is Mike McCarthy, right? It's a one title it's a one title thing, and we'll see. I and, mean, and, and, and this could be, you know, yeah, we'll check in with me in, in May, you right? Know, where I'm at, and, um, you know, is it going to be 2021 or 2022? I guess it's up, up to him. And I also think John Horst will not stop doing deals. Like, I think he no. knows, I, I think by far the most aggressive GM that we have. The, in, que- uh, the, the real question, time. the real question is, will John Horst try to enter the gutter with Danny, Danny Ainge about Jordan Clarkson? Because Danny Ainge doesn't lose fucking trades, right? Like Danny Ainge just he'll he'll drag it out True. as long as po- fucking possible and not lose a goddamn trade. Ainge is also the king of being in the mix. Yes, him and Brian Gutekunst are probably the king of <laughs> you know. But that's what I mean. The like reports Ainge, come out after the fact. Ainge that, doesn't want to lose a trade. Like that's that's the whole thing. Like Ainge is is hell bent on not losing trades, and that's he's. True. He's done a pretty fucking good job with it. There are certain guys that you probably don't yeah. want to do a deal with because, you know, Stearns was like that for a long time. Oh, yeah. Time. Yeah, and then he he lost his luster, right? Like he, Well, he, the owner got up his ass. <laughs> well, that's, again, another <laughs> podcast yeah. for, 
for another that's time. Fruit, yeah, no, no, that's all right. All right, let's let we are we, when we talk about the Eastern Conference, we always do like, hey, are you worried about this team? Hey, what are your thoughts on this team? What do you think about the East as a whole? Like, if you had to say, if it's not the Bucks, it would be this team coming out of the East. Wow. Who is that team for you? I know that that's painful. I know that it's not what you usually it's like to do. Because I hate all those teams. Well, basically. right, yeah, they all fucking like it's it's the scene in half bake. It's like fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, I'm out. That's basically us talking about the Eastern Conference, and the Bucks are the cool part. I just I can't see Philly. Interesting. You know, I know Bill Simmons loves Philly. They're on it. They're probably betting it. That's fine. Do you really trust James Harden? I mean, I don't. And I don't know if Tyrese Maxey is what he can be and he looks good. He looks really good in this preseason and probably will make the next step like the Philly scumbag fans um, <laughs> want. It probably will happen. Um, and he's he's going to have to be that good, I think, for them to because they got P.J. Tucker now until and his corpse until you know the next couple of years. He'll be 40 right. when that contract's up. Um, which is hilarious to think about. But, like, honestly, Embiid, fantastic player. I get it. He's probably – he's not underrated, but, like, the dude's super dominant. Mm -hmm. However, with him, too, it's always something in the playoffs. It's a fucking eye injury. It's, like, little shit that I guess he can't really control, but I'm sorry. It still happens. And I don't know. Toronto is another sexy one. Their thing, though, is, like, who – they have a certain way of building a team, clearly. Right. It is all 6'9 guys and Fred Van Vliet. <laughs> yeah. Like, long dudes. But they give the Bucks fits. Yeah. So, like, I really can't, you know, hate on that. It's it's an interesting way to do it, but it's like, I don't know if they have enough talent. I think they could be great in the regular season if they give a shit. They finally have some stability as a organization. You know, they played in Tampa for a year, which is crazy um, to think. I'm sure the players didn't mind, really. No. But, um Wow, go Tennessee. Holy cow. Um, <laughs> nice. We'll we'll talk about uh, what we've been taping through uh today. Cause it's we I'm not saying that we're heroes taping through what we're what's going on right now, but it's been it's been incredible. Um yeah. just unbelievable. So, anyways, can, can, but yeah, it's I, I mean Toronto. So I, to me, I think Philly is that team. I'll like give I, you an answer at the end of our discussion. No, I, I look at it and I I look at Philadelphia and I I think it's Philly. Okay. It's just I, I realize all the scars, but they have Doc Rivers. They have everything that you'd want. Yeah, but it's like I don't know Boston to me. Like with the whole, <laughs> I the mean, whole picking, s- picking Boston again would be such a safe pick. Yes. Because they have all the talent. All the talent's there. It's just Joe Mazzola. What is Joe Mazzola? He's a 34-year-old coach. They feel like the infrastructure is there. I'm sure Joe Mazzola is basically going to take advice from Brad Stevens early on and work with Brad on stuff. And Yeah, why doesn't Brad Stevens pull up his, his big boy pants and get down back down to the sidelines? He's, he, he's too good for that now? I think he just doesn't want to. I think he does not want the, does not want the smoke. Headache. Yeah, no. He doesn't want it. And... I don't blame them. <laughs> I mean, the loss of Ime is going to be huge. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, I, I think that... And that's where it's like... Because it's hard. It's really hard for me to say Boston because of that. And then, yeah, it is it is the... It is potentially Philadelphia. And then the other... And I... The Heat... Maybe to Cleveland? Me, uh, 
I just think Cleveland's a year away. I really do. Like they're, I, they're going to be pretty good. They're going to be good, but I think they're a year away. And and Brooklyn, it's flip a coin. It's like if you if you flip a coin one way, it could be Brooklyn is the is a top three team. We're talking about them as a finals contender. You flip the coin the other way, it is Kyrie is off to Kenya doing ayahuasca, and and he's no no more no longer on the team. Ben Simmons has had a breakdown and he's no longer there. Kevin Durant wants out. Like that's the other side of that fucking coin. Yeah, I mean Brooklyn. Obviously, it's been much much documented. They get talked about every single day on all your talking head shows, <laughs> right? Because it's too much fun. Um, yeah, it could be forty wins or it could be fifty five sixty. Yeah, you know, I, I I can't see them going under forty wins. No, I mean they have no, no, just no. too much talent. I think Durant is way too good, um, but he's what thirty five now. 34 is um, getting up there, man. He's, he's a 7-footer. It's kind of one injury away from it all sort of falling apart. Right, and you hope it doesn't happen because, honestly, dude, like, the NBA has the potential to be fantastic this year. Just because, like, for the first time, has there ever been a year, and it's it was like this last year too, I suppose, but it's like, basically since Durant left the Warriors, it's like, there are so many teams that could win this. Yes. And I just hope everybody stays healthy and both teams play hard, man. That, yeah. That, that, that's just what... What I'm really hoping for. I don't want to see any injuries. I don't want to see any bullshit. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I think last year was, you know, we talked about this before with Kyrie and stuff. It's like all that just for it to not matter now is hilarious to me. The vaccination status and, you know, we're not going to go down that road necessarily. But it's <laughs> like, you know, it doesn't matter now. And it's, it's you know, he should be back. You, you know, but again, with all these teams, you don't know what necessarily you're going to get in terms of games from all your superstar players. Um, I don't know if the league can do something at some point about that. I don't no, know if they want to. I, I, don't I know if they the league it, it's such a really interesting thing about the load management. I do think at some point it does kind of work. When this when the CBA comes up, I think what they will probably do like a minimum games requirement um like, or every week you have to say all right, you we're, can't do we're that uh, injuries and stuff. I, like. I, I know, but like if you're if it's non-injury related and they will lie and they but will they've probably they've already kind of done that like haven't they like you can't do rest a little bit yeah they're starting but I'm just I don't know is but it I a feel, I feel like teams have just said fuck that like we're just gonna say load management right and exactly and they don't yeah they're I don't know I'll just I'll be curious to see how that develops I think it's really interesting all right you didn't give your team in the East that you you're if it's the not the Bucks what team would it be is what I have to do right now yeah that's what I'm forcing you to do. oh man. I don't want to do Philly. I'll, I'll do Boston. Fine. Okay. I'll do Boston. Fuck God it. Bless it. <laughs> Fuck it. We're going. I do lot. think. I do think Emay not being there is, um, you know, trouble for them. But yeah, they probably have the infrastructure. But it is interesting to not have a team with uh, any drama. You know, you've got Draymond Green knocking out his teammate. You've got. Boston Celtics head coach knocking up a uh, <laughs> yeah doing whatever doing God knows what um, I don't feel like yeah, that Brooklyn who we just went down the list of, of their problems and Philly who has a couple shitheads yeah who's like I mean we're... meanwhile the Bucks are playing Duck Duck Goose when, at, at practice when do you think the uh, James, when do you think the James Harden investigation goes that he was getting stock from Michael Rubin for fanatics like do you think that's a story before now, Christmas. And that's illegal or, because you can't, right? Yeah. Well, like, Michael Rubin is no. So, so here's the thing, man. You're not supposed. Michael to. Rubin is no longer the own, the majority owner of the Sixers. He conveniently decided to not be that anymore. Funny how that works. James Harden takes less money because he's like, I gotta right. prove it or some bullshit. And here's the yeah, exactly that. And honestly, that's exactly what happened too. Oh, which is we funny. all know it. Like because 
Harden needed a little a little good PR. And yeah. He got it with the quote unquote taking less because he took what three to five million dollars less yes. per year. Yes. Just to be able to squeeze PJ Tucker in allegedly, and yeah, it's going to be great when that comes out that he he's taking money on the side to circumvent the cap yeah. the, cap, the cap space, which is not legal. Um, no. But, under but the CBA, but really would be like kind of Philly scumbag behavior. Yeah, so right. I, I, no one, no one would be, no one would be shocked by that. Okay, we are now on to our predictions for one through ten. We have to do ten because we have the playing game now. Do you want to start? Um, we have the East, and then we'll do the West. Okay. Well, you want me to start? So you want me to go from one down to ten? Yeah. Well, I don't think the Bucks get the one seed. Okay. I just. Uh, I'll say that, and since I took Boston, I guess I'll go Boston number wow. one. Wow! Yeah, it kills me. I am I am dead right now. <laughs> I'll go Milwaukee two. Okay. I'll go Philly three. All right. Um, are you writing these down? Yeah, yeah. I, I I'll I'll well, re-listen good, to good, it. Good, good. I, I would I would love to know. Yeah, no. We'll 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 yeah. I'll 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 do a pre post pod for you and and jot these down. I will probably go Toronto four. Okay. I'll go Cleveland five. Mm. Mm. I wasn't going to react to everything that you said, but now, I mean, now I'm like... Miami six. Let's go... Got to be... Oh, oh, shit. Forgot about Brooklyn. <laughs> I'll go Brooklyn seven. Fuck it. Okay. Atlanta eight. All right. My nine and my ten. I'll go... Wizards nine, wow. Knicks ten. So Chicago's out. Yes. All right. I mean, I don't Can hate we, it. I mean, no, no Lonzo probably for the foreseeable future. They were significantly worse team without Lonzo Ball. Like I, I, I that the would Lonzo be, thing is is scary, and I don't know. Like, do you expect Demar Derozan to have the type of year that he did last year? I mean, it's a fair point, and and also you're thinking Vucevic is not very good. That's an awful trade. You're thinking the Knicks will get tired of Tibbs, and there won't be a, there won't kind of be a Knicks a Knicks sort of come up as either. I I just think it'll be one of those where the coach is in the way yeah. a little bit. You know, Tibbs is what he is. He's a he's a rich man, Scott Skiles. Um, <laughs> Probably wears out his welcome with his team after two years. And we're on, what, year three? Yeah, we're at year three, Tibbs. Or year so four, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's been... It's Treadmill. Been, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. My f- eight, I actually do think the Bucks will be the one seed. Okay. I have the Sixers as the two seed. I have the Raptors at the three. Wow. I have Boston all the way to four. Um, I have the Heat at five. I have the Nets at six. I have Cleveland at seven. I actually put New York at eight. Okay. And then I put Chicago at nine and Atlanta at ten. Atlanta ten. Wow. I almost put I almost put Orlando in there. I'm high wow. on Orlando, Mitch. I have I have teams every year. We've kind of talked about it on the pod where I I might not be the best NBA gambler, and I'm not. I, I, I have that's, losing that's a hard a hard right, game to play. Right. And I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out I'm trying to figure out if I bet North Carolina Duke at seven here. Okay. But um but here's the thing. I, I, what I've been good at is identifying the teams that are just kind of gonna take a step up. Last year was Cleveland and Memphis. I was all over it. The books weren't on it. It was great. We made a lot of money on that. I think Yeah, I, I remember you being the on Memphis. Right. 
And I almost took Memphis to win the division. I didn't because I'm a pussy. <laughs> and so, like, and then, but anyways, this year, I really think it's going to be the teams of that nature are Orlando, Houston, and maybe New Orleans. I think New Orleans, everybody will, but I, I just. I don't even think New Orleans is really like a sleeper. Yeah, I think it's out. I, think I mean, the, I think they, the, cap, the one seed? No. No. I have New Orleans pretty high, I will admit, yeah. um, for the West. But I think, no, I think it's huge. I, Sacramento, I think also the secret's out because they've had some of the most bets on the over for this year. Everybody loves that Sacramento team. Yeah, and I think it's mainly because they have some talent. The Herder trade was good, I thought, to give them some more shooting um, from, a, from a wing you know, guard forward type swing guy. And they're also going to give a shit, I think. Oh, yeah. And I feel like it's one of those where they as an organization and all their star players, they all know, like, you know, it's time to give a fuck. And, and we, we, you know, we haven't made the playoffs in, what, 15 years? Right. And it's years. the trendy it's the trendy thing to make the playoffs these days. You look at it Seattle, is. look at San Diego. Like, it's... the championship. Let's yeah. just make the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Uh so let's go with your uh, let's go with your West teams um, and and what you got for the West Western Conference. Let me see here. Let's go number one. Wow, who who would be one in the West? That's a very. Do you want me to give you mine? I have mine written down, ready to roll. It's tough. I mean, it, like there's probably two or three teams, maybe yes. three or four maybe that are in the running. I think for for the first seed. Um, watch this. I'll go Denver. I've done. I've done. Yeah, you would. <laughs> Not surprised. Why? I thought I was gonna zag here. All right, fine. I'll take. Go and Golden State. I'll take Golden State. Go and take Golden State. I'll take Golden State. Sure. I mean, whatever works. I mean, I probably have Golden State too. Yeah, that was mine um, too. Let's see if we all have all the same. That'd be actually great. So Denver, because of Jokic. Yes. Jamal Murray back. Yes. Michael Porter back. I mean, I like their trade with Washington. Oh, I like Bruce Bowen. I mean, their bench, man. I mean, if you want to be critical, like I know we didn't have the assets maybe that Denver did, but to get Bruce Bowen and to sign Bruce Bowen and then to trade for KCP, oh, I mean, they, I you could argue, you could make a really I strong to argument. Take KCP in the honest trade. Yeah, you could really. Well, that, that I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm over sure. This, yeah, this and I know, side, I'm sure but, you're glad you glad you didn't do that, but but yes. No, I hear what you're saying. And, they, and Detroit also took him. Right. Reach for him. No, yeah, the Detroit draft him at 10. So I got crazy. Denver, Golden State. I'll go Clippers three. Okay. Phoenix four. Mm. Wow. It gets hard. Like Dallas five, first round rematch. I'll go Minnesota six. Um, I haven't even had Memphis yet. I'll go Memphis six. Okay. Minnesota seven. New Orleans eight. Wow. No, no respect for my my pals. Nine and ten in the West. It does drop off quite a bit after that. Are you leaving the Lakers out? Uh yeah, nine Lake. I'll go Lakers nine. Okay. And I'll I'll give them the playing game, as much as they're not very good. And ten. Just to be, oh boy, yeah, Sacramento. Okay, ten. Okay, so we had we actually have a sandwich because we I have Lakers, Sacramento, nine, ten. I have Denver, Golden State, one, two. My three though is Memphis. My four is the Clippers. Five, New Orleans, and six for Phoenix. I look, 
Yeah. Just really quickly, like I think the vibes at Phoenix are so fucking bad. Oh, yeah. I think no one likes each other. I, I don't think Mayan Williams will get fired, but I just think there is I don't think it's good right now. I think if we were if we were a Phoenix podcast And that was the we, thing I was I left that out when I was saying, you know, you have Draymond Green knocking out a teammate. Yeah. No. You have, the you NBA have, vibes together Phoenix are has bad. a racist owner. <laughs> Jay Crowder who wants to be can't wait to be traded from a contender. Yeah. Which is interesting. But he's probably hoping to get traded to another contender. Right. Yeah. And you have DeAndre Ayton, who hates his coach <laughs> and probably the organization in general. Right. And but it's stuck there and, and taking his money until until a, December fifteenth, and then they can trade him in December fifteenth. Yeah, I don't know if they will or why they no. will. But they um, gave away Jalen Smith for fucking nothing, they and Jalen Smith's gonna start for Indiana. I know Indiana's bad, but you know Chris Paul's old. Right, Chris Paul. Um, when does Chris Paul disintegrate to dust? Cam Johnson now is going to have a huge role. Will he be the same? Again, player? that's the Javon Carter co- commentary, but kind of amplified because A, it's more of a role, and B, Johnson's a younger kid. So it's like, is he going to be ready for that? Right. So, yeah, no, I, I mean, Phoenix dropping, you have him at six, you said? Yeah. I can get down with that. I had him at four, four to six, somewhere in there, maybe seven. Yeah. I, You know. If they're in the playing game, that's that's a bad year. Yep. Um, and they got to look in the mirror. Um, although you could probably, you know, argue as a fan base, well, Sarver's out now. Um, you know, talking this time next year, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could probably argue that things will be a little more settled. But I don't know. Right now, I agree with you. Phoenix is in shambles. I got Minnesota seven. I have Dallas eight. And, and that's another one where it's like, when are we going to have the Jason Kidd just it falls apart? Like, I, and maybe well, I'm just so biased against Jason Kidd. But also, too, if Luka goes down, like if Luka gets hurt, and I don't want anyone to get hurt, all right? Like you said, I want everybody to be healthy. I want this to be a fucking awesome NBA year where it's Friday night, my wife's out of town, and I'm turning on to Dallas, LA, and I'm watching that, and everybody's fucking playing. Like, I hope that's the case. But if Luka goes down... Yeah, who's that? Who, who right, that's scores? what I was gonna say. Is besides Jason Kidd, like the roster, like it's not great. Okay, Tim Hardaway Jr.'s back. Yeah, but Tim Hardaway like, Jr. is like—is he a two on a, on no. any NBA team? No, he's a great, on a good NBA he's a great, team. I like say. I would love him on the Bucks. Sure. Yeah, he's 100%. a great role player. He's a good shooter. He's a fucking microwave. Like he, yeah. once he gets hot, it's it's tough to slow him down. But it's a matter of whether or not he gets hot. And yeah, he's not he's not a number two. Like they don't. They don't really have a number two. I guess that's the way they probably want it. Um, the whole Jalen Brunson thing, I don't know what happened there in terms of, you know, clearly the Mavericks didn't really have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. No, um, they didn't. They thought they, they did I mean, Dinwiddie, I guess. From listening to the podcast, yeah, Dinwiddie. But again, Dinwiddie, bad Those I guys like, do kind of cancel each other out where it's like yeah. guards that dribble the ball a lot and. But Luca's going to have the ball, especially in a playoff series. I mean, ninety percent of the time. Yeah. But if you know if something, you know, again, they're really fucked. Like they're they're win Banyama for sure. If something happens to Luca. Oh God! I mean, that could be a Spurs like thing, right? Where it's like if Luca gets hurt, like all of a sudden it's a Spurs ish. I know Spurs are going to go after one Banyama too. But like similarly with when Robinson got hurt and they were able to draft Duncan, right? And yeah, and they lucked into it. Like Christian Wood, that dude sucks. Ah, oh yeah. I mean. There was a lot of that was one of my least favorite things about Bucks Twitter for for the longest. Oh time. yeah, that's how you could spot a casual on Bucks like, Twitter. And 
I mean, I have some receipts in my head, but I'm, I'm not going to call anybody out by name or anything. But it's just like, wow, Christian Wood. Okay, he had a couple nice games in garbage time. He's played for some shitty teams. Like, he, he's he's not a winner. Like, he's just not. I'm sorry. Um, you know, what is he, 6'10", like 210 pounds or something? Like, he's just, he's not a center. Um I don't know. I, 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 I know. I, Christian was not good. And then I ended with the Lakers. But acting like the Bucks made a huge mistake to get rid of him, like, Jesus Christ. No. That's like, if Jordan Wara was gone tomorrow, it, you know, would you be crying about it? No. But naturally, he'd go to Toronto or something and probably have a 30 awesome. game against the right. Bucks. And we'd all, you know, need yeah. to drink cyanide. But, I mean, I don't know. It's basketball. I, you know, guys, guys will do I – know, I, I, I wish the best for him, but I just – He's like supposed to be some like pick and roll like savior with Luka Doncic. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I agree. And and you have Maxi Kleba. Yeah, you know, no, I just I, a shooter. No, no, no. I and then I, I like him, but then I have the Lakers in Sacramento, and that's that's it. And yeah. so it's and there's other talents. We don't, we don't need to talk about the Lakers. It's no, oh no. Everybody knows all about the Lakers. I, I think what's gonna be fun though with the Lakers is watching the dark watching Darwin Ham. Kind of implement That's bud true. We shit. We do have that angle. Watching I, like watching him do bud shit where LeBron only plays thirty three minutes a game and Stephen <laughs> A is fucking apoplectic. I like I can't believe LeBron James is only playing thirty three minutes a game. Do you think that would happen? No, I don't think LeBron will let it happen. I mean, look, Darvin had a couple of games with the Bucks as a head coach. Wasn't I that was, great? I wasn't terribly impressed. Nah, that wasn't um, either. But look, this is what happens. You know, you've been. You've been Bud's right-hand man for a long time. You deserve a shot. I just really, for his sake, wish it wasn't with this fucking horseshit clown show of right. of the L.A. Lakers and the scrutiny. And, you know, look, it, it could be – it's high risk, high reward. I'll say that. Because um, if and when this does go poorly for him, that might be it. It's like it's like the Tom Crean like, – He always has a spot on it, our bench. Right. It's Well, I'm saying Nathaniel Hackett coming back play with Coach the Packers, right? <laughs> like, it – like it's like it's kind of Tom Crane where Tom Crane you know it was, it was dorky but he was it was rooted in truth where Tom Crane's like it's Indiana when he left for Marquette like you take that fucking job right like was Crane kind of a scumbag about it yeah he was but that's that's here nor there and Darwin you gotta take the Lakers shop like you just can't say no to like one of the premier jobs right. in basketball but like the constant well at least maybe for him like with Russ and like. All the attention is going to be on Westbrook and Pat Beverly. That well, like, the Russ like stuff, man. He, he gets demoted to the bench and suddenly then comes up limp with a hamstring injury. Yeah, it's yeah. like, uh, I don't know, man. But everybody's everybody's high in AD. He had a, he looked good in preseason when the games don't count. Yeah, and, and AD will get bullied again by Giannis in, in December when they play, and then that'll be it. You know, it's, That'll be it's, the end of, it, end of their dynasty. Exactly. It's how it goes. Like, if... If the Bucks could end the Lakers like the Brewers did the Cubs in twenty twenty one, like the I would be Lakers dynasty. Yeah, just that non yeah the Mickey Mouse the Lay Disney um <laughs> dynasty that they have there. A Disney, A Disney, A Disney. Yeah, uh, La Mickey. Sorry, I got my I got my uh, my acronyms mixed up. Okay, that'll do it. I gotta say, like credit to us. Like we Alabama, Tennessee, Wisconsin, Michigan State, fucking Oklahoma, TCU. I just pissed over a great college football state to tape this podcast. I swear <laughs> to God, if I do not have some fucking reviews and some more follows because of this, it is for goddamn nothing. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's 
partly Mitch's fault because he took him forever to set up the, the stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. It's first time. It's first time. We know what we got to do next time. We're all right. We'll, we'll watch the tape. Hopefully you hear this. This was a good podcast. <laughs> no, this was this, awesome. This, this, didn't, was... Uh, this didn't get lost in the, uh, I, in the abyss. I'm now, I'm now thinking about it. Once the basement's set up, it's like, do I get a camera going? Like, we could basically set this up. The wheels we are a, We have a camera. Oh, yeah. The wheels are definitely the wheels turning. Are always like, turning. I mean, oh, the wheels... The wheels never stop turning, um, but yeah. So we'll uh, we'll be back. Um, so I think I'm running this Tuesday, so I'll be back for Wednesday show. Um, we'll see if we can bully Mitch into doing another tapping the keg on the week. Probably not. Um, he's his contract's only for uh, one <laughs> one a week, so yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get Easy him. Guy but, these days, but no, uh, we'll see, and we'll have, we'll have a lot of Bucks content. Who knows? Maybe maybe Mitch and I can talk about maybe doing some post game stuff. Just hop on and. You know, do 10, 15, but we haven't we haven't ironed that out, so we'll see. If you guys want that, you could let us know. Like if you're like, hey, it'd be awesome if you guys got on, and then you know, we'll see. But Mitch has Mitch gets up early, so that's the thing. Like we gotta yeah, gotta respect the kid. Early. Yeah, we're, no, we're, we're we're back to a little bit more of a normal schedule. Right, we're not, we're not, and also too like. I've learned, like, if you had a late game, like, just do the whole other podcast. Just get everything else out of the way and then tape the, the late game stuff late. And then it's like it's, it cuts down your work. Do I always do that? No. Sometimes I'm up to 1.30 doing shit because I just oh, I just procrastinate, Mitch. That's what I do. I know. All right. I got to go. We got to go. We're, we'll see you guys. We'll be uh, back tomorrow with the Daily Tap. Peace. Later.